Hello, welcome to the Future Farming and Countryside Programme podcast. In today's episode, we're doing something a bit different. I'm going to interview my wonderful colleague, Sarah Everett, who is the policy lead for the Farming Investment Fund. And we're going to talk a bit about what we've learned from launching the fund, what we've done so far, what's coming next, why it's designed as it is. And we hope that will be really helpful to farmers. So um, welcome, Sarah. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Do you want to explain a bit about who you are and what your job is to start with? Yes. So um, I head up the um, productivity and innovation policy teams. So that means I'm responsible for helping develop um, the farming investment fund, but also some of the other productivity schemes. So our resilience fund, the farming innovation programme and the new entrance scheme as well. Brilliant. So what is the farming investment fund for someone who hasn't come across that before? What is it? Yeah, so the Farming Investment Fund is a grant scheme that supports farmers, growers, foresters and contractors uh, with grant funding towards equipment, technology and infrastructure. Um, So it's split into two parts. So we have the Equipment and Technology Fund and that um, is a list of 120 items that uh, applicants could choose and then they will receive a standard cost, a standard amount of grant towards any of those items. Um, And then we have the Farming Transformation Fund, which is run um, under a number of themes where we'll provide um, larger amounts of money to fund infrastructure projects. So in the first instance, we're running a competition around water management. So that's to fund things like uh, reservoirs and irrigation, for example. And we've got another round coming out today, haven't we? Yeah, so we've got the next next theme under the Farming Transformation Fund, which is um, improving farm productivity. Um, so this is this is all about robotics and automation. So some of the things that we're going to be funding under that are things like robotic harvesting, weeding, robotic spraying, different types of feeding systems for for livestock, things like fertilizer efficiency and LED lighting and a few other bits and bobs as well. So it's quite a wide range and we hope it provides something for, you know, uh, people working with livestock, farmers, um, growers in the horticulture sector. Um, and so the the sort of information on that has, is in a blog and we've put the manual out today. And the reason we've done that, whilst we're not open for applications yet, is we've really heard the feedback that you want um, more notice of when we're, we're launching these grant funds. So we're launch, we're putting the manual out now. You can't apply yet. Uh, that will the applications uh, will open in mid-January. Um, but hopefully that gives the information that people need to decide whether to apply for the um, water management or the equipment and technology fund that are open at the moment, or whether to wait um, uh, and apply for funding through the um, for improving farm productivity. And if I'm a farmer, can I apply for both if I want to? Is there a limit on how much I can get? No, you can apply for both. The grant thresholds are for the transformation fund are thirty-five thousand up to half a million. So you can you can put in applications for both. And how do we decide in the in the policy team? How do you and colleagues decide what we're going to fund in these in the farming investment fund? We've spent quite a long time um, working with farmers, um, doing some co-design activity to understand the types of things that they want support for. We've also talked to various experts um, who can help us understand what are those what are those items, what are those investments that farmers can make 
to really drive up their productivity. And we've also done a lot of work, as you would expect, with the big farming organisations, such as the NFU and the TFA, for example, um, who've also been able to feed in. Um, and, you know, they fed in a very long list of items that they thought uh, could be included on the list. And then we've taken that and been able to sort of whittle it down and um, determine the criteria for the items. How do we decide how much of the cost we're going to cover and how do we how do we work out what the right price is for each item? So the standard cost is is roughly 40% of the costs. And the way that we've determined that those costs is we um, for the items on the list, we undertook an exercise earlier in the year and we went out and sought quotes for all of those for those items. Um, to determine what that what that standard cost was, and then we also look back at the previous um, grant scheme, the countryside productivity small grants, and looked at what farmers actually paid for those items, and where the standard cost had differed by more than a couple of percent. We've adjusted the standard cost accordingly. Brilliant, thank you. One of the things that farmers have been asking us since we launched the fund is why do we why don't we fund a wider range of items and in particular a drill why does it have to be a three meter or a six meter drill why can't we fund other sizes of drill yeah so we we've tried to um uh provide a wide range of items and actually we've increased the number of items compared to the countryside productivity small grants list from 85 up to 120 so and that has um that has obviously increased the range and we've also changed the threshold so the threshold for the equipment and technology fund uh, we now give a maximum grant up to 25,000 so that's allowed us to fund a wider range of items um your question about the drill. So on the list at the moment, we have a three meter and a six meter drill. If farmers want to um, pick a different size of drill, so for example, if they want a drill that's bigger than six meters, that's that's fine. But we will only pay uh, the cost of a six meter drill. So that when that's that's the the maximum twenty five thousand. Okay, thank you. And the other question we get asked a lot is why can't we fund second hand equipment? Yes, we Why do is that? get that. We do get that question a lot. So the the reason we don't fund second hand equipment is because um, part of the conditions of the scheme is that we ask um, uh, farmers to hold on to that equipment for five years, um, and with second hand equipment, we can't guarantee the quality of that equipment, and we also um, can't guarantee that it will fit the latest health and safety regulations. So we do ask that. Um, uh, farmers are buying um, new equipment um, so that we can ensure both the safety and the quality of that item. Would we think about funding secondhand equipment in the future? Are we still looking at that question? Yeah, we can look at it. It is, it is a tricky one to uh, work out exactly how we could do that fairly. Um, but we do get asked that question a lot. So we will look again once we've um, closed uh, this first round. Okay. So that's the Farming Investment Fund. We've launched some of it. We've got some of it just launched today. What's What does the future hold for this particular area of our work? What can farmers expect next? So I've, I've already covered on the Farming Investment Fund the launch of the Improving Farm Productivity theme. Yeah. But, but going uh, more broadly than that, and in terms of other support that farmers um, can look out for um, on productivity, we've also got the Farming Innovation Programme. Um, where we've just run the first of three competitions um, to uh, support projects that are looking to tackle um, productivity or environmental challenges um, and fund the kind of innovation that, that farmers tell us they need. And there'll be more competitions um, 
on that coming next year um, for different scales of R&D. Um, and then we also have the Resilience Fund that's open at the moment, which is there to provide advice for farmers. Um, and we have the, there's a list on, on the blog of the 19 delivery partners that we're working with who are providing that advice. So I'd really encourage you um, if you're looking for that sort of business advice to look at how your your farm remains viable um, over the coming years to pick up um, uh, to look at that advice of the resilience fund and if you don't manage to do that this time we're looking at um, providing more of that advice and working with delivery partners over the next couple of years as well okay we always say in the program we're all about testing and learning and you've talked about some of the ways that we've improved these schemes relative to their predecessors are there any ways that we're, we've, is there anything we've learned already from launching this round of the Farming Investment Fund that's making us think we might want to change it even further in future? Yeah, so before we launched this round, we did quite a lot of work to look at how the previous EU scheme had run, the Countryside Productivity Grants. So some of the things that we've already changed compared to that last uh that previous scheme was around um, changing the thresholds for the grants. So we've reduced the threshold from 3,000 to 2,000. That's So that's the lowest funding. And we had very strong feedback that that would really help smaller farms if we were able to reduce that. So we've done that. Also, um, uh, we've raised that threshold, as I've already mentioned, up to 25,000 to be able to fund a range of equipment um, uh, up to a higher value and, and to provide different sizes of drill, for example. Um, and we've also changed the spread of the equipment. So there's now a greater offer for horticulture items and forestry items, for example. But what we will do once this round closes is we'll be looking for feedback on whether the sort of spread of equipment is is right, whether there are things that we missed um, or whether there are things that actually there isn't the demand for as well. And we'll be looking for people to tell us, did we get it right or are there other things that we um, should be doing? Um, and so we'll be looking to do that ahead of the next round of the Equipment and Technology Fund later on next year. And similarly on the Transformation Fund, we'll see what the take up is. We'll be looking to get feedback um, so we can improve both the sort of process and the offer as well. And you've also changed the rules for contractors entering into the scheme, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. It's the first time we've allowed contractors to apply um, to the scheme. They weren't eligible under the uh, Countryside Productivity Grants. And we've seen uh, you know, a number of applications already coming in. So it really encouraged contractors as well, um, as well as foresters. We've also um, made sure that there's a good offering for foresters under the Equipment and Technology Scheme as well. And what about groups of farmers? Can they club together to buy this equipment? They can, but we do need somebody to sign the grant agreement with us. So um, what we'd ask is if farmers are, are clubbing together, that they make the arrangements in order to do that. And then um, uh, either an entity or an individual comes forward to sort of sign that grant agreement with us. And if I'm if there's a farmer listening who's got some feedback or some ideas or some suggestions about how we can keep improving these schemes, what should they do? Well, they can do a couple of things. First of all, we obviously work really closely with the big stakeholder organisations. So if they want to um, talk to the NFU, for example, we're, we're in close contact with them. Um, equally, we're very happy for people to get in touch with us directly um, and provide those suggestions. Um, so really encourage people to do that. And maybe they can go on our blog and post comments there. Absolutely. And then yeah, others, will be able to, others will be able to see their comments too, won't they? 
Yeah, and we've also, you've obviously just done that thread on the Farmers Forum as well. Um, and suggestions, people were posting their suggestions there, which we've also gathered up um, and are keeping on the stocks ready to think about for the next round. So there's plenty of ways to get involved if you're listening and you think, what are this lot doing? I've got a better idea. Then you can get in touch. Yeah, and there's also the sort of broader co-design um, if you want to get involved in that co-design, not just for this fund, but for others as well. And what does co-design mean for someone who's not part of DEFRA and doesn't have doesn't talk about that all day long? Ah, that's a good question. Co-design means that we work closely with farmers throughout the development of the different schemes and we want them to help us get those schemes right. So that's things like um, how does the process work? Are the applications easy to use? Um, uh, and also really understanding what it is that um, government can do to support farmers um, and working with those farmers throughout the process. And then also they tell us what we did well and what we what we didn't get right so we can make it better for next time as well. Fantastic. So you're dead enthusiastic always whenever I talk to you about your work. What is it that you enjoy about it so much? Ah, well, what do I enjoy about it? So many things, but I think the main thing is um, is A, working with a really great team in DEFRA, but B, actually working on something that that will hopefully make a tangible difference to our users, to farmers, to growers. Um, and if we can help them um, improve their productivity and um, protect the environment, that's got to be great. So that really gets me out of bed in the morning. Well, I can't think of many better reasons to get out of bed in the morning than making a difference in that way. Thank you very much, Sarah. And thank you very much, listeners, for listening to our podcast this week. Thanks very much. Thanks.